This is Mama Unleashed. Knowledge, information, truth and tools for you so you can become the happiest mother you know. Hello and welcome to Mama Unleashed, where we share information, knowledge and science-based tools so you can discover the science of you in motherhood and become the happiest mother you know. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hacker-Pearson. I'm a mom of three, a PhD qualified neuroscientist, a psychotherapist, and a matrescence motherhood researcher. I created Mama Unleashed because I want you to feel happy in motherhood. And just to be clear, happy will look different for everyone because if you've listened to my podcast episode 33, How to Thrive in Matrescence, you will know that even though we're all mothers, we're all very different. And this is in part due to how our brain has changed in both structure and function in response to our actions and experience throughout our whole life right to this very point. And that is known as neuroplasticity. What also determines our neuroplasticity and our brain structure and function is what meaning we give to our experiences and actions. In very basic terms, the thoughts we have around a certain situation is what will determine whether we're happy or not, which is what I'm going to talk to you about today. But before I start, I think it is very important to say that you will never be happy 100% of the time. That's just unrealistic. Life is life and it is filled with feelings of ups and downs. Uh, hello, menstrual cycle, anyone? <laughs> I believe that having periods, and there's no pun intended there, periods of feeling less happy than usual is really, really important because it makes us appreciate the periods when we feel truly happy so much more. But like I said earlier, happy means something different for everyone. So it's really important to decide what happy looks like for you. And this is a really, really, really important step. What is happiness for you? What is happiness for you not? I really encourage you to have a deep think about this and write a few things down for yourself. Now, this requires a little bit of time, deep thinking and delving into yourself. But to make permanent positive changes in your life, you need to invest a bit of time. There are no shortcuts when it comes to training your brain and mind to feel happier permanently. But you would be surprised how many emails I get each week asking for my favorite or best brain hack in motherhood. And I will talk about that today. First, though, I would like to give a shout out to our sponsor for this show, my workshop, How to Be a Happier Mother. Use your unique neurobiology as your catalyst to thrive in motherhood. I created this workshop to surprise, surprise, and <laughs> give you science-based information and teach you how to feel happy in motherhood. It is an introduction to the motherhood brain and mind, um, yourself in matrescence, neuroplasticity, which is the way the brain changes, especially when you become a mother, and how you can train your brain and mind to feel happy in motherhood. I've run this workshop, I don't know, so many times, countless times um, over the last two years. And every time the feedback is just amazing. And it's the same. As an example, um, there was a lady called Kate and she said, hang on, I'm going to read this now. Um, this is life-changing information. I feel like I can finally see myself clearly in motherhood. Or Duane, who said, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? Matrescence. Wowie. Every mother should do this course. It's a must. And Trina, thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly feel so much happier. How to be a happier mother 
Use Your Unique Neurobiology as Your Catalyst to Thrive in Motherhood is released on December 5, 2022, Australian time. But if you join the wait list before then, you will get access to all the goodies on 30th of November. So go to drjen.com.au forward slash courses to sign up or click in the link in the notes below of this episode and learn how matrescence can be your catalyst to be a truly happy mother. I just realized that I have used the word matrescence a few times and it may be a new term for some. So quickly, matrescence is a developmental transformation. Sorry, matrescence is a the <laughs> developmental transformation a woman goes through when she becomes a mother. Think kind of like adolescence um, and how a girl changes when she becomes a woman. Matrescence is how a woman changes when she becomes a mother. And it's quite a lot, which any mother will attest. But unlike adolescence, it's not finer. There is argument that it lasts a whole life lifetime. There's a lot more information on matrescence in my other episodes, such as episode 28, Matrescence or Postpartum Depression. So please check them out wherever you're listening to this podcast. But now let's get back to the motherhood brain hacks you've all been asking about. <sighs> okay. I don't like the term hack, or at least I don't like the term hack, what the term hack means in the world today, which is kind of funny because I got my PhD as Dr. Hacker, but hacks for me are something that are reserved for getting beetroot stains out of a silk blouse. Now, let me explain why. There are two reasons why I don't like the idea of hacks, in inverted commas, to get you feeling happy in motherhood. Number one is that the term hack suggests that there is some kind of secret source that everybody knows about except for you. And that is not only totally incorrect because we're all winging you, right? <laughs> it is exclusive in the true sense of, of the word and it makes people feel like shit. So let's not do that. And number two, hack insinuates that there are easy peasy shortcuts, especially to something worth having like happiness in motherhood. And there are no shortcuts to thriving and feeling happy in motherhood, as I'm sure you can attest. It is a challenging and um, rewarding time in equal measures. And we must undergo the challenges to reap the reward. That's science. What is true is that what a hack results in is actually due to work, be it physical, emotional, psychological, or spiritual work. There are no shortcuts to get to the good stuff. There are, however, tools, strategies, exercises, and protocols. They are the real hacks and they all require work, i.e. labor and intention. And they offer real and usually long lasting results. So if you look at it with a wide angle lens, what Mama Unleashed offers can be considered hacks, as in tools, strategies, exercises, and protocols. So this is technically the no hack motherhood hacks <laughs> with Dr. Hacker. Oh my God, I just made that up. That's so silly. Anyway, <laughs> so because you asked, there are a few non hacks, non hack hacks, what did I say? Non hack hacks to feel happy in motherhood that I want to share with you today. And I want to start with a non hack hack. Number one, do not believe everything you think. 
Okay, so I mentioned before about our brain's neuroplasticity, the ability of our brain to change in both structure and function in response to our actions and experiences. Neuroplasticity is a phenomenon and it is very common. Our brain changes all the time. Simply by listening to this podcast, your brain is changing. What has a big influence as to how the brain changes is what meaning we give to the actions and experiences in our life. The meaning is determined by the mind. The term brain and mind are often used interchangeably. They are actually interconnected, but they're not the same thing. The brain is the 1.5 kilo mass between your ears, the thing we can measure in scans and see in surgeries, whereas the mind is the mental component. It is energy and it creates and it generates energy through your thinking and your feelings. So when we see activation in a brain region in a scan to do with thinking and feeling, that comes from the mind. The mind talks to the brain and the brain responds to the mind. Let me explain with an example. The brain is like a computer that has some software loaded onto it, say Excel, you know Excel, right? So the brain gets a command to add up column one and column two, and it does that. It, it literally is like that. It just adds it up. No emotions, no meaning, nothing. Just adding the two columns. The brain is very good at that. <laughs> and let's say the two columns add up to 13. The brain is really satisfied with that. 13 is the correct answer. There is no gray area. The answer is 13. And in comes the mind. The mind is the interpreter of the result and it will form a meaning around the result based on our previous experience. Like I said, no two mothers' brains or minds are the same. So in comes the mind. <laughs> it says, 13, 13, the answer can't be 13. That is the worst number in the world. It's unlucky. Because once upon a time you had an experience with the number 13 or someone told you of their terrible experience with 13. And now 13 is unlucky and bad forevermore and always. Let's put that into more familiar terms. Imagine you once had a boyfriend or girlfriend, and you can make this to your own story, what happened in your life, and they were tall and had dark curly hair. They cheated on you and they broke your heart into smithereens. How do you feel about potential partners with dark curly hair now? You might not be aware of it, but I bet you now have an avoidance to them. I imagine you'd probably not date them. And has anything like that ever happened to you in some sort of similar context? Were you aware of it? It might not be conscious, but that memory and that bias is in there because we store all kinds of experiences and information from ourselves and our lives in our mind. It's like a collective um, collection of things we liked, disliked, experienced, heard of, you name it, like an intricately woven rug where every thread is some meaning you have stored in relation to an experience or even someone else's experience. Anyway, back to our number 13. So the mind is freaking out that the number is 13 and it sends messages to the brain that 13 is bad, like really, really bad. In turn, the brain activates the limbic system because this is terrible, which excretes cortisol because you're now in danger and you need to flee. Oh my God, the number is 13. And suddenly our stress increases. 
or we even hit panic mode. These messages are then sent to the body, which makes our heart beat faster, our pupils dilate, it sends blood to our legs to get us running and makes our mouth really, really dry because, you know, 13 is bad. Or is it? 13 could also be great. It could be the day your baby was born or you were married or you got the job of your dreams. You could be of the opinion that good things always happen when the answer is 13. So your mind relays that to your brain, which sends messages to your body. And so you feel pretty good. Can you see how our thoughts have created that outcome? Because 13 in and of itself really has no meaning. It's just a fact. Now, of course, there are times when the mind is spot on with the decision that it makes, but usually it's not, or at least it's disproportionate, which is why my non-hack hack for today is don't believe everything you think. Imagine you see a friend walking down the street and shout out to them, but they don't turn around or answer. Are they ignoring you? Or is it just that they didn't hear you? Or you don't get the job you applied for. Is it that you're actually no good? Or was it really close and someone else was more suited? Or maybe you were overqualified. And how about your child is not sleeping through? Or they're not eating your food, not doing what you're asking them to do? To do. <laughs> Does that mean you're failing as a mother? Does it really? Okay, hack me this. When you have a thought that makes you feel bad, go back and figure out what that thought was. Then ask yourself, is this really true? No, like really true. Or is it just my opinion of what it means? What previous experiences um, or information have I in my mind that will make me give this meaning to this thought? What would my brain say? The fact-only computer. What are the facts here? Stick to the facts. If you're going to give a thought a meaning, make sure it's 100% correct and factual. And that is the hack. See, there's no shortcut. There is no quick fix. This requires a little bit of work on your part. When you, when you make that investment, the results will show it is worth it. You will start to take control of your happiness. If you examine all the thoughts that make you feel bad and replace them with real meanings or simple facts, you will feel happier. You might feel a little silly for giving them such wrong meanings, <laughs> especially simple facts, but you will feel happier. Whatever happier looks like for you, of course, which is something I hope you will take some time to examine and desire, to decide. What is happy for you? Again, this is an investment of your time and energy, but it will give you the results. If you would like to learn more about your brain and mind and motherhood, sign up to my workshop, How to Be a Happier Mother. Use your unique neurobiology as your catalyst to thrive in motherhood, either at drjen.com.au forward slash courses or click on the link in the notes of this episode. I'm looking forward to seeing you there and teaching you more science and science-based tools to feel happy in motherhood. Thank you very much for your time today and for your interest in becoming a happier mother. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, please consider leaving a review or a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And please tell your friends, let's share this information so every mother can learn the science to be a happy mother. I'm Dr. Jennifer Hager-Pearson. See you next time.